as somebody who's watching or listening right now, you might have gotten beat up along the journey. Look, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? It, it, like when it's hard, it's supposed to be hard if it's of true value. Hello, welcome to episode 82 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we're joined by Jazz Takar, founder of REC Canada, one of, if not the number one real estate team in Canada. His team of more than 50 has done over 1.6 billion in sales throughout the pandemic. But real estate sales isn't his only passion. You see, a few years ago, Jazz got into podcasting and content creation and has built a booming brand. Throughout our conversation, Jazz shares how he has grown his business through hard work and finding the right people to build a winning culture. We also talk about From the Ground Up, a platform for real estate professionals to learn how to create content and get comfortable doing it. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Jazz Takar. This is easily one of my favorite conversations we've had on the show, and you will quickly see why Jazz has been so successful. Really, what I'd like to do all is uh, if you could just introduce yourself to me a little bit, where you're at in the world, and kind of how long you've been in the real estate business. Well, first and foremost, Michael, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, born and raised just um, on the north side of, of Toronto, Canada, in an area called uh, Rexdale, where, where there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, um, people to look up to, right? When you go to the corners, um, I'll leave it at that and let people's imagination run wild. Um, <laughs> but I have I, I have a team of um, 54 agents with a business partner in my real estate uh, company. I've been at it now for coming up to 17 years. Um, just to give a quick little background and and I guess maybe some 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 credibility to why somebody should even take the next 20 minutes to, to watch me and or listen to me right now. Um, I'm very blessed to be helping a little over 700 buyers, sellers, and investors every single year. Um, not that we've figured it out, um, but I think we have found an easier way to, to do business. Um, but that's after obviously a lot of ups and downs, still going through them. But uh, as I mentioned, I've been at it for about 17 years and it's just, it's like, um, I, I owe so much to the real estate industry, probably slightly more to the sales industry as a whole, because that's all I've done my whole life as a, as look, I think we're, we're, we're all born salespeople. It's why we always figured out to how to get milk from mommy. Right. Um, and, and some people just stopped. I think I just kept going. And, and, you know, I was that kid at five and six years old that put up my hand really, really quickly to help with the bake sale, to, to help with the, the book sale, go knock on doors as a six, seven year old selling Christmas ornaments. Not that even like I'm of East Indian descent. So it's not like we really, really celebrated Christmas, but I just, I just liked it so much. I liked meeting people. I liked that I could put a smile on people's face, but I also liked seeing people smile, that energy, that that chemistry, whatever you want to call it, I was always drawn to it. And at 12, I got, I got into, into um, knocking on doors and selling subscriptions to newspapers, 
fell in love with the fact that I, I was actually doing the knocking on doors, making people smile, seeing people smile, but then I got paid for it. It was like, I was hooked. It was like crack for me, man. Like I was like, this is awesome. And, and then I just kind of worked my way up in, in, uh, uh, or on the ladder of sales, meaning, uh, shoe sales, uh, banking, car sales, and then real estate 17 years ago. Right. Right. I mean, it honestly, like just, I just met you five minutes ago and just, you know, from your personality, you have that energetic, you know, kind of magnetic personality. So I can understand why sales has been something that you've been very successful at. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the fact that you can in sales, write your own check, that's always been really cool for me. Right. Like if I decide to take off, um, a month, I can take off a month. Right. And, and as long as I put a month, put money away, but on the flip side, the fact that nobody can tell me how much I'm, I'm able to make um, and earn and 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 how I can do it, as long as I'm doing it obviously ethically and in a legal way, that that excites me. That 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 is that is why I really think you know, Michael, you brought up a good point. I don't think anybody ever said you know exactly what you just said, but I think the fact that. I enjoy sales so much is what makes me so successful in it, right? Like for 97% of the stuff that I suck at, I also know why I suck at. Meaning like there's a, there's a picture behind me here, of like some art. Like if you ask me to put that up, not happening. Don't put a hammer in my hands. The team knows that kind of stuff, right? Um, there's three, four cameras on me right now. Like how to edit these videos? No clue. Don't know what the heck I'm doing, Right. Sales had it like mindset and then tactical. Like I stay up till three, four o'clock in the morning, not all the time, but there's been tons of times where I go down a rabbit hole on YouTube or an app on, on, on my phone. And, and that's when I know, like when you're obsessed about something, when you actually enjoy something, nobody will ever be able to tell the difference when you're working and when you're in your hobby, right? We call it work. We call it work. Like, honey, I'm going to work. But for me, it's like I get to play in, in something that I will put in so many extra hours at night, wake up real early in the morning because I actually enjoy it. And then the funny thing starts to happen. That's when the money starts to follow you. Because money will always follow the person that brings the most value to the marketplace. The way to bring most, the most value to the marketplace is be so obsessed about a product or service or, or your passion that it's so hard for you to go to sleep at night or, and or it springs you out of bed at night. And then you don't have to worry about that word competition because it's hard for people to stay, stay up with you because you're going to put in so many hours. Right. So one of the things that's always interesting about that, and I talk to people that have had sex, success like you yourself, is that you know, when you're starting out, it can be so hard to break through. And, you know, you put everything you have into it and everything you have, and you just feel like you're getting beaten down to finally, like, what was it like when you finally did break through and you started to see the success come in, and especially in the real estate world? Well, I'm different, man. I, 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 I was an overnight success, meaning it took me 17 years to be an overnight success <laughs> yeah. in real estate. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, wow. Um, I get beat up every single day. I hear no, probably way more than I hear. Yes. Um, it's been the story of my life. It's, 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 it's been those, it's been those 10, 15, 25 major yeses that I've heard in my life that have changed the course of my business and my personal life. Um, 
I, I just like I, I, I don't think I broke through really, to be honest with you, Michael. Like I think I'm still on this on this journey. I don't have a number like a financial number that when I make X, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing this or or I got to my destination. And not to be all philosophical, but for me, it really is a journey. Like this is forever in perpetuity. This is what I'm gonna be doing. Some type of uh, uh, some form of it, meaning like. I will probably always be selling something. Now, I, I, I want people to understand that, yeah, I, I truly believe I have a really gifted talent in it. However, I've never taken advantage of it, meaning that I don't sell anything that I don't truly believe in, right? And so that's why it takes me some time, some time to come up with a new product or service that I want to offer, because if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to move forward with it. I get, I get I get people emailing me, DMing me, just friends, even family calling and asking, hey, do you want to get into this business with me? But if I don't truly believe it, that I'm not going to, that where I'm not going to bring value, then that's not something that I'm going to be doing. But to answer your question, like um, the feeling that I had when I broke through, I mean, again, don't feel like I have, but I, I, I did have a feeling when, when I came to probably 10 years, when it was like 10 years in this business, so seven years ago, when I said, oh, okay, I could really make a very, very good living in this at like real estate sales, but I can also bring people on that I can now help make a living at it as well. And that probably happened 10 years. And it's always a good feeling. It's a great feeling um, to, 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 to have that confidence, right? But look, experience will always breed confidence, right? So as somebody who's watching or listening right now, you might have gotten beat up along the journey. Look, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? It, it, like when it's hard, it's supposed to be hard if it's of true value, meaning like, like, like I'm, not ask, I'm not talking about something small. Like when you're actually trying to build a business, you're trying to build a team, a culture, um, um, you're trying to sell a product, maybe it's online, but you want it to be consistent. That's going to take time. That's going to take time, right? It's why I started off with the joke that it's taken me 17 years to be an overnight success because I think the problem right now with, with, with what we see on, on some social media apps like the Instagrams and the TikToks of the world is that it looks like people have done it very quickly. And I think it's two things. Number one, sometimes it's just sheer fate. It's very easy nowadays to jump over a fence at a, at a, at a private airport at three o'clock in the morning, take a picture with that and, and, or go to a car dealership. Like they don't have massive fences. You can hop over, you know, into the car dealership parking lot, take some pictures, act like you own that car. So I think there's that aspect to it. The other aspect is, is that most people just don't look into how long it's taken somebody to actually build something of value. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. The second point is that, you know, you just see the flashy, the shiny object, you don't see all the work behind it. I think that's uh, very true. Tell me about, you know, so what it's been like to grow, you know, your real estate business into, you know, the ranking and the heights that it has gotten over these, over this time. And then also bringing these people in and being able to create these careers for them. Yeah. Um, you know, at that ten-year mark is when I went when I really started to have the confidence that 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 I'm going to be able to make a living at this. And one of the main reasons was because I started to see that it was the same clients doing business with mm -hmm. me, and or them introducing me to their friends and family, right? And and that's when I started to realize that okay, look, I, 
I'm having a lot of fun with the same people. Like, this is cool that Grace is introducing me to her daughter. Um, um, Mitch is introducing me to his nephew. Like, it's the same people, right? And so when you're, when you're building this community, this tribe, this core group of, of you know, I call them clients. They've all become very, very close friends and some, at least some very, very good acquaintances. And once I started to see that, I went, I went really all in on, on staying in touch with that core group of people. Four years ago, one of my partners, there was three of us, there's two of us now, there was three of us, one of them passed away very tragically. And, and so at that time, we were cultivating a list of a little over 3,500 people. Today, four years later, it sits at a little over 11,000 people, right? Um, and, and that's when I also realized the only way to do that is if I bring people in. I got to bring people in that are bought in, not necessarily to the level that I'm at with the obsession, which I don't like, I, I, that's not what I'm looking for because they're not getting paid as much as I am on each, like at the end of the year, right? So I don't expect them to have the same type of obsession, but man, I wish like, like I started to think, I wish there's some people who I like, I'm, I can start to rub off on. Um, they bring a lot to the table, but maybe, maybe just like through osmosis being with me, they can catch some of the fire, some of the energy, some of that obsession. When that happened with three core, very, very, very core people in my business life, that's when, that's when we went from 3,500 and we were flirting with maybe 4,000, 4,200, 4,300. But then in the last two years, it went from like 6,000 right to 11,000. Like that was, that all happened because of three people that sat around my table on a regular basis, bought in even like very close to like where I'm at. And they're not partners in this company. They're very high up in terms of, I have a VP, I have, I have a, a director of, of concierge, real estate concierge services, and then I have a, a creative director. Those three people um, really took my, my, my real estate business to a next level, but then also gave me the ability to start looking at other businesses. And, and, and as you start to, as a leader, I like to think I'm, I, I can lead people. Um, I don't really care about the title as much as like, I just have that, that confidence now, right? Where when you start to develop other leaders, it's, it's probably the most gratifying aspect of my business. Like so much so that, that like, in, in, in Toronto, our average price point is just for, for giggles, call it a million dollars, just a little bit over a million. But we do, we do one deal. The gross commission on that is approximately um, close to about twenty five to $30,000. Great, like great type of commission, right? I could do three of those in a two-day, a day period. And, and when, when, but when I compare it to one of my, one of my direct like VPs, director of concierge or creative directors, when they've done something that I see that they're spreading our culture, spreading the positive positivity, or two days ago, my director of concierge services did his first webinar by himself. He completely took it from start to finish. He was supposed to go my, my, you know, instructions. And for your listeners, I'm, I'm doing air quotes was like, go 15, 20 minutes. It's your first one, Tyler. Don't go too long. Like, don't, like, don't, don't, don't go too heavy. The first one, he ends up going 45 minutes. Like he was that, like he just got started and he started to like the sound of his own voice, I'm sure. And he took it all on himself. 
start to finish, did the whole thing. That's usually myself. And, and to see that, and then to see the smile on his face, then to see some emails come through from clients like, oh my God, Tyler, it was so nice that you got to do the webinar. And then, and then the rest of them, my VP, my creative director and my business partner, everyone's like, Tyler, great job. Like he's getting all that now. Right. And that was more gratifying to me than that $25,000, $50,000 check. And like, I, like anybody who really knows me, they know that to be true because they've seen us do a condo project launch where we've done 20 deals in a weekend. Now we're talking 450 to $600,000 gross commission in a weekend. Like that's kind of the level that we play at. But I get a DM that says, Jazz, that video inspired me. I'm showing my, the team the DMs. Like I'm yeah. like, guys, like look at this, look what we're doing. We're actually affecting people. Like we're actually helping people. I forget about that $450,000, $550,000 because that comes and goes. But the feeling of actually inspiring somebody, like that, that, is, that is at the top of the game for me. And, and it's something that, like I'm in the process of start, you know, developing an app and myself and the team were just talking about like, what should we, like, what should be the tagline? We did this long drawn out um, uh, flip chart and, and we came up with get inspired. And it's like, that is really the essence of who I am. Um, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I like those $450,000, $550,000 weekends. Don't get me wrong because I know it can go higher. But here's the funny thing, Michael, now that I think about it, the main reason I like those is because that means I can go hire another five, six people. Yeah. So it all yeah. comes back to having more people, especially when you're bought in, because when you're bought in, then you could do stuff with speed. I'm a massive sports, uh, uh, sports guy. Um, probably know more than, more than I need to know about weird sports stats. And, and, and looking back, especially in the major sports, uh, football, hockey, basketball, um, soccer, um, when you look at the teams that generally win, it's the fastest teams that win. Just, in business, just like in business, you got to do things with speed. When you do, you can get a lot more done. You're going to fail more right? But you get to learn from those failures, fail forward, and then, and then do it over again. And so it starts that the quantity will always start the quality feedback. And that's an, and I mean that in so many different aspects, but in business, if you do more things, you'll be able to find out quicker what works and what doesn't work, fix those things, and then start it all over again. Right. So you said that, you know, do more things. And it sounds like you do a lot of video and content creation and all you said, you have a whole camera set up. So when did that really become a big part of what you're doing? Uh, four years ago, uh, ago, exactly when my partner passed away, um, it left a gaping hole in, in, in our real estate company. And meaning he was the guy, you know, back then we had a radio show, we had a, 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 a TV show, um, the Instagrams and, and, and like the TikToks of the world weren't as big in our um, a business development, but we were just about to get started with it. He was the face of all that. We would do webinar, uh, sorry, uh, live events. He would be at the front of the stage. And so when he passes away tragically, like literally there, you know, I'm speaking to him two hours before, two hours later, he's gone. Um, we, 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 we look around and start to think about, okay, how are we, and how are we going to start to speak with our clients and who's going to do it? I hear this word called a podcast. I'm like, what the heck is a podcast? I Google it. Never heard of it before. Um, never obviously listened to it, uh, listened to one. And as I'm, as I'm reading up on it and watching some YouTube videos, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like it's, it's 
audio only. I don't like the cameras. Um, I've been in sales my whole life, meaning I've been on phone calls probably to the tune of 15 to 20,000 now at this point. Nobody's ever told me that I have a you know, an ugly voice or you know, now on the flip side, nobody's ever said that it's the sexiest voice of all time, but I think I can do this. Oh, and on top of everything, being of Indian descent, East Indian descent, it's free. I don't have to pay for anything. I like that. Um, I always say my mom negotiates over Apple. So when I get something for free, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm going to try this, start doing some podcasts, I like the fact that nobody can tell me what to do and I can throw an F-bomb if I wanted to. Um, I could talk about anything I wanted. 17, first 17 episodes, I talk all real estate, okay? Um, how to buy a home, how to sell a home, home inspector, mortgage broker, all that kind of stuff. And my database is, like my clients are not like falling all over it, but you know, the, the few that are listening, I'm asking for feedback. Like really, really tell me, uh, 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 Grace, how did, how was it? Like, give me the real criticism and there, everybody's giving me feedback, letting me know if they like it, if they don't like it and what they like about it, what they don't like about it. I start to hear that. Well, it'd be kind of nice if we can see you. I'm like, still not comfortable with, with uh, a camera. I get a, I get an interview with um, Ryan Serhan from, from million dollar listing in New York. The team looks around and says, jazz, this audio thing's cool, but it'd be, nonsense if you didn't show people that you're sitting with them so we put on a camera at that time i felt comfortable enough to wanting to do it again and but what happened after that 17th episode i kind of got bored of talking about real estate like i'm more than just real estate i like real estate especially the investing aspect of it so i knew i wanted to have more conversations with investors economists like some high level like how did you actually build a portfolio but i also had this burning, burning desire to speak about sales and all the stuff that I know about sales, as well as like, I wanted to talk about the journey that I was on, like starting, kind of restarting this company. You know, we had a mass, we had a great foundation, but again, you know, you lose somebody who was not only a business partner, but a mentor and like an older brother to me, like you are kind of starting over again, right? A lot of aspects of it, you do need to start you know, with a blank slate. And so I wanted to document all that as well. And so we put the cameras on um, and and I'm at now 185 episodes. Um, I have two little boys, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. The podcast is my third child. Like I love it because it's, it's mine. I get to be CNBC, ABC, you know, in Canada, CBC, um, I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. It is now speaking to real estate investors, but also to real estate agents and just business people. Um, and, And one thing that we found is that when you record on video, you get the magic of repurposing where where you can take a video clip and for example if michael's kind enough to give me this recording if we go 25 30 minutes i'm gonna chop this video up six ways to sunday like what does that really mean at least three to four video uh little one minute videos two minute videos i'm gonna take out the audio and put that out on podcast platforms and then i can put that audio into a software that transcribes everything to the written word well, kind of cool now because I have a blog that I can put on my website. I can also send that out as an email. 
I can take paragraphs out of that, that, that long form 500 to 1,000 word blog and put that out as captions on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I can take maybe 140 characters and put it out on Twitter. Then I can screenshot the tweet and throw that back on Instagram, right? One 30-minute conversation should, should bear me approximately 15 to 18 pieces of micro content. So I was able to use like at the highest level, what I like to call net, N-E-T, no extra time. And I can actually execute on that. Like I love listening to, 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 to audio books. I do it when I'm driving because it takes me no extra time, right? Somebody's probably listening to this while they're taking their dog for a walk or on the treadmill right now. And so what I was able to do is to sit in my office do a podcast, get 15 to 18 pieces of content. And then I was like, okay, I can, I can probably do more than one 30 minute conversation. Hey guys, why don't we do two or three 30 minute conversations every week? And instead of 15 pieces of content, now we got 45 pieces of content. Now we can be on all the platforms. Don't allow people to, to not see me on all the platforms um, because I'm not in any position to tell people how to consume me. If you like me because you think I'm good looking, awesome, I got video. If you hate the way that I look, but you kind of like the way that I sound or like my content, awesome, go listen to my podcast. If you don't even like anything I say and or, and or watch, like want to watch me on video, well, great, you can read some of my blogs on medium.com, right? Like, so I'm going to allow people to consume me the way that they want to consume me. Right. And now you've been doing all this and, you know, creating this whole like just content machine that you've got going on, but you've also now, what is the ground up media? Tell me a little bit about that and what you're doing with that. Cause I think that's a really cool thing that you're doing. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, it's uh, the full name is actually from the ground up media. Um, in short, um, we want to be cool uh, with the kids. And so we act, we, we put an acronym to it. Uh, uh, it's FITIGU, F-T-G-U, from the ground up media. Um, I'm, a, I'm a strong, strong believer that, you know, to build, to build a real foundation in sales, and in, in content creation, you got to do it proper. You got to do it with, with a strong foundation from the ground up. And so um, along this journey, when I started to produce content, um, I had a creative director. I also had the VP that I mentioned, but the VP also happened to have an MBA in marketing and sales. So she was quite integral in, in, in really being a, a cheerleader at the start and saying, hey, this is great. We should do this. It should be, this is what I learned in school. It makes sense when a lot of people are like, what the heck is Jazz on? He's a real estate agent. Why is he in his room tucked away with a, with a camera and a mic, right? Not a lot of people got it four years ago. Now, now I think it's coming to scale. But we sat down um, and started giving away, like to our real estate clients, we, we give away all the secrets. We teach them how to buy. We teach them how to sell. We teach them how to invest on their own. Look, let me peel back the curtains. And I say to my real estate clients all the time, I do that because I know you're never going to do it on your own anyways. Like we all want to be taught stuff. We never want to be sold, but we, we want to be educated so we can make our own informed quality decision. And so when it came to content, agents in my office started asking, okay, Jazz, there is something about you being tucked away in an office with a camera and a mic. What the heck is going on? Told them everything told them exactly what equipment we use. I told them exactly who I hired, how much we paid them, why you should do it, how to do it, all of it, all the technology, all the software. I check in with them three months later and they didn't do anything. 
And my question, I, I kept on getting the same like answer from them. We don't have the time. We don't have the time. We don't have the time. I'm like, okay, like this is interesting, but you understand how important this is, right? They're like, yeah, we understand. Can you just do it for us? Can we use your people? At this point now, I've probably hired a staff of seven people to create all my content. Like all my money that I make in, in real estate, I put that to my own content creation. Cause again, I'm playing like, I'm playing this game in perpetuity, right? So I, I take all that money, put it into content creation. I hire all these people. They cut all my content. They do all that, that micro contenting that I spoke about. They agents start asking me to use my people. I'm like, use my people. Like they're, they're jam packed already. I have them for myself. They're like, can we just try them out? So I sat down with, with my VP and we partnered up and said, look, I think there's a, we're getting slapped with the same question all the time. Now people are asking us to use our people. We're entrepreneurs. Let's give this a shot. Like, what are we scared of? Let's just try. Let's actually have some fun and fail. Like, why not? Right? Like we're let's let, let's, we love creating content ourselves and imagine if we can inspire other people to do it. There's enough, there's enough to go around. There's like, there's a, there's enough deals. There's enough 6.6 million people in the greater Toronto area. We can all eat. And that's that, you know, eight months, nine months ago, exactly now, um, it was the inception of, of From the Ground Up Media, a company that helps real estate agents and mortgage brokers create content. But building it from the ground up starts with getting comfortable in front of a camera and a mic. Now, not as everyone is as good looking as Michael here. And again, your listeners can't see it, but that beard is awesome, by the way. Um, like, but you, you, you have to be comfortable with speaking in front of a camera, not necessarily to a camera, that, that's probably phase two, but in front of a camera. And so what we really help people do is start with educational recordings, meaning educational webinars, speak about the process of, of buying, selling, investing, and financing real estate, and allow your clients to get educated so they can make an informed quality decision. So we generally start our, 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 our clients um, along the same journey, which is you got to start with once a month doing a 30 to 35 minute webinar. We'll take some clips out there for you. We can add on little videos afterwards, like one minute videos, like here, Michael, talk about this right now. But that comes after the foundation has to be set first. Awesome. That's, I really love that idea and what you're doing, you know, for agents to get them in that because it is so, it can be so overwhelming for other agents. You know, they see what you're doing and they see what all these other people are doing. And you're right. You can give them all the tools. You can give them the blueprint for doing it. But until you actually hold their hand and kind of drag them along, they're never going to do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, we came out with a 39 page guide. I think it was like, like I had an, I used to have an animator on staff. Um, and so like just timing and I'm going to go back to it now. Um, but I had her draw me as a cartoon, put it, put it in a guide, like make it as sexy as possible and fun as possible. Very easy to digest, like very, very like layman's terms, you know, um, so much. So I put my, my equipment on a link and said, like, just click this. All you gotta do is click it and it goes right to Amazon and you can like, just say select all and you'll get it in two days. Like that's how easy. Oh, and I made sure all that equipment, we dumbed it down to like $350, all of it, like $400 max. Like, and to your point, it's, it's people just not wanting to do it themselves. And I think, I think with the webinars and the videos, I think what the number one thing we found out, number two, two things, 
One, they just don't know, like, what should I talk about? And so they get stuck there. And then number two is just like going to the gym, trying to do anything else, reading a book a month or whatever it is. It's just, you need, you need accountability. You need somebody to, to say, like, it's funny us. We were speaking to one of our clients, uh, I don't know, like last week or something. And, and I actually told him, I go, look, you're ready, man. Like, you don't need us to do these one minute videos, do the webinars with us. Cause we'll brainstorm. We'll do all that. But these other little videos you come in for every other week, you don't need to do this with us. Like, why are you paying us? It makes no sense. You got the charisma, good looking guy, been in the business six, five, six years, knows what he's talking about. And he said, what are you crazy? He's like, every week, every other week that I come in, I want to cancel every single time. He's like, the only, th- the only reason I do these videos is because I don't want to let you and Laura down or you and Steven down, the team down. And, and that's when we all kind of looked at each other and said, right, I get it. It's that whole coach, right? Like, like, I mean, Phil Jackson didn't play basketball better than Kobe, LeBron, uh, Kobe, uh, uh, Jordan and Shaq, but, but you needed the coach. Right. And so um, I think what we found is, is the two things that people need is number one is like, what the heck should we be talking about? And number two, the accountability, it's, it's been an amazing business to watch because, you know, we have some people who were worried about a hair out of place in their first 14 videos. And now they walk in here with this borderline cocky walk. And I love them. So I mean it in the nicest way, but Hey, I got my three topics that shoot these videos and pop, 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 pop. And I was like, Holy crap, six months ago, man, you were complaining about like a hair out of place. Like, and, and the audio wasn't a hundred percent perfect. Right. And so it's so cool to see this, this trend, this, this, this transformation that has happened. And it, and it is exactly that. Like one thing we hear a lot about when we're starting out with clients and it maybe takes two meetings. I think, I think it's like two meetings where you really start to hear the insecurities, you know, like, like the, like why they were afraid to go on camera, maybe because they got picked on when they were in school. Um, Maybe because people just told them that they were never going to be good enough. And, 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 and we're all here trying to cheer them on. And then now to see them just get more comfortable. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful sight. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I mean, again, you know, your, your positive energy and you're just, yeah, like super magnetic personality. I can understand why you've been so successful. And if, if your students or your clients are getting any of that to rub off on them, they're going to be highly successful also. Michael, it means a lot, man. I mean, for somebody who I just met, um, we literally spoke for 13 seconds um, before we got this started. For you to say what you just said, it truly, truly means a lot. I want to thank Jazz for joining us today. It's easy to see why he's been so successful in everything that he's done. I've included links to all of Jazz's content platforms in the episode description and highly recommend you check them out. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.